0: suicide is a big problem among troops returning from the conflicts in iraq and afghanistan can vipassana help those who have experienced the horrors of war come to terms with their experience would it be too risky without a teacher's guidance okay there's two issues that uh, are interesting to me here the first one is the, the question of whether meditation can be risky it, it can meditation can in certain instances trigger, and by meditation, throughout this, I'm going to be talking only about the meditation I teach. Okay, so we're not. We have to be clear that what I say doesn't apply to, to all meditations for sure. Some meditations are extremely dangerous, and from my point of view, and and uh, but but uh, specifically speaking about the meditation teaching that I practice, it is uh, I admitted. That um, it can can trigger certain um, dangerous mind states that are already there, that are that are lying dormant inside. But far and uh, away, the most like how do I say this? In in the vast majority of cases, like ninety nine percent of the time, meditation won't be dangerous at all. This this meditation will only how only serve to help any condition across the board. So, the, the question of danger almost never comes up in this meditation tradition. If it's a taught correctly, b practiced correctly, and c maybe understood correctly, which but understanding of course informs your. Let's just say if it's understood by the meditator correctly, whether that comes from from yourself or it comes from a teacher or from books or whatever Um, so the question of whether one can do it without a teacher is a little bit more interesting because obviously the most likely place to gain um, confidence and understanding in the practice is from a teacher so if you don't have a teacher where are you going to get this understanding? How do you make sure that your meditation is proper? I would still say, well, I mean, the, the biggest the biggest answer here, or the biggest um, point to be made here in this regard is um, that this meditation is incredibly easy to understand. There isn't much room for uh, error. Uh, basically what i'm trying to say is it's not it's not something you should worry about risk you know oh maybe I shouldn't practice meditation because it's too risky I think it's a a, a um, is an invalid or it's it's an improper thing to 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 suggest or to think the meditation's innocuous it's more or less harmless it's not something that is going to hurt you. The worst thing that happens in this tradition is people get bored turned off, afraid um, of the meditation, and stop meditating. That's far, far more common than any sort of risk because you're not creating anything in this meditation. You're just looking at what's there. And if there's horrible, horrible things there, you just don't want to look at them. It doesn't happen that you get excited about looking at them if there's no harmful things there then it's easy and and the meditation proceeds smoothly but the question of whether it's risky is not one uh, that I would be interested in entertaining now uh, for people who have PTSD this is the second interesting aspect of this question is what is PTSD and what happens when a person who practice who has PTSD, PTSD, practices meditation and I I think we have to broadly separate this into two categories of people: those people who have um, experienced traumatic events passively, and those people who have been active participants in creating traumatic experiences, and put it. Uh, um being specific those people who have who have done horrible things themselves versus those people who have just experienced horrible things from a buddhist point of view there's a big difference our claim is that it 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 it, it matters quite um strongly whether you've done bad things or whether you've just had them happen to you now it may not seem like that. It, it, it at first blush, it it appears to be the same thing. You are tra- traumatized either way. So, but so that is that is how it how it feels, how it appears on the outside. You what you'll find is that's on, that's really only the 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 shell of the problem that's fine, in the beginning it's all going to look the same as someone who's experienced trauma whether they were the one causing it or whether they were the, one, one, they were the victim or the perpetrator um, there's little difference on the surface but once you dig in deep and once the person begins to, to get the hang of the meditation that's where it, the, the two paths veer apart um, to a great extreme uh, a person who has experienced great trauma no matter how great Um, is quite capable of progressing in the meditation of healing and finding themselves and finding balance and and becoming centered a person who has done horrible things is far less likely to find that sort of balance and center they have a corruption inside they've been hurt deeply by their own actions the guilt the guilt that a person who's actually done bad deeds feels is far more real visceral um, intense than a person who than a victim who feels guilty or someone who feels guilty for whatever other reason. I had a woman who was raped by her father for you know when she was a child and she came to me when she was forty. And she looked like a ghost, and I've told this story before, but she was one of my greatest success stories and I didn't do anything you know i i never i didn't had no idea what had happened to her. I just knew that she came in, she looked like a ghost, and she was had something she wanted to get off her chest. I mean, I guess she'd gone to therapists, and the idea was to always tell, and they would always ask what happened. I didn't ask I wasn't interested, and I kept her in the present moment, and when she was crying, I said, "Just be mindful of crying, it doesn't really matter." why you're crying be aware of the sadness be aware of what's happening now anyway long story short after a couple of weeks she was she looked like a different person she left she was smiling and and, and totally relieved she came back and and she, she had color in her face she looked human again it was really she she looked like a ghost when she first she didn't look human when she first came in and uh, when she left she she looked alive. A person who has committed bad deeds, um, there are cases where a person can make a mistake and realize their mistake, but a person who has systematically and intentionally engaged in warfare, um, killing other people, uh, there's something deeper there that you won't see at first. It's not readily apparent. The person might seem um, functional in society but there is a, there is something that once that outer la- layer is peeled off um, you will see the poison, you can see the corruption in their mind and that's much more difficult it can be healed of course but it's uh, much more difficult now these people are the ones for whom it is dangerous no matter what and even with a teacher, the teacher has to be careful because these people are 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 um susceptible to e- exploding, no, uh, wreaking havoc on uh, on the meditation on meditators in the meditation center and attacking the meditation teacher. I mean, I've, there are stories of this where a meditator has you know, some commit suicide. Um there there are um, these are the problems. So I don't have a quick solution for that one, and I think we have to separate the two out. and And the the best thing that comes from that, I think, is a cautionary ta- cautionary um, you know warning to people, any pe- anybody thinking of going into the army, anybody of thinking of going into the armed forces of any type. you, you can't really go back. Um, There's a long, long road to get back to the state where you, you, before you had done the terrible things that are done in in war (laughs) or any profession where killing is involved, even police work. Becoming a police officer is, well, if you ever have to kill, it's um, hard to go back. So people who have PTSD who are traumatized, these sorts of people I think we should focus on. Well, let, let, let's, let's, let's make two points here. The first point is those who have done, in regards to the PTSD for those who have done bad deeds, we have a very difficult and long road and these people, if they're committed, then, then go for it. But they have to be careful themselves because their minds are going to be twisted and, and they'll be inclined to react. Improperly, in the same, for the same reasons that they reacted improperly before, by killing, by hurting, by by harming others, um, and and as a cautionary tale for those thinking to do it, who, who think that killing is just an act and it's just one more, it's just one moment, and you can decide any time. Oh, I'm not going to kill anymore. It doesn't really work that way. What's done is done. A life can never be given back after it's taken, and the other point is in regards to those who have PTSD from seeing death, seeing horrible things, uh, maybe even experiencing trauma such as rape or or torture um, starvation whatever and any kind of horrible thing that that the side effects of of war Um, for these people we have um, we have much more hope just one anecdote I want to say in regards to, before I forget in regards to the first group um, I, I spent some time with a man who was in war In when I was in California he was married to a Thai woman so he drove us around a little bit and he was probably the most horrible person I've ever had the pleasure of spending uh, of, of being in close quarters with he said that people asked him what he missed most about being a soldier and he said being able to kill people I think he meant it because his attitude to things was was, was horrible the, the jokes he told were racist and and, and you know really cruel and awful and, and yet he would be sitting there, yeah I think he was on, he was on heavy medication if I recall correctly for PTSD I guess he was a sergeant anyway, so that's in that's what I think of in regards to this first group of people who have actually done bad things it's it's quite difficult to ever hope to get to them something that we should think about um the second group those who have experienced the 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 trauma um I don't see much problem in in letting them meditate on their own. I would think if they have good theory and and basic meditation practices, absolutely I would go for it. I would um, encourage them to pick up a book, start meditating, preferably in the tradition that I teach. Pick up my book. Um, It's the one that I plug. It's the one that I encourage. But um, absolutely, in this meditation tradition, I can pretty much guarantee that Uh, not 100%, but 99% guarantee that uh, nothing bad is going to happen. And you'll only start to understand your problems better. In fact, the more you learn, the more you read, the more you study, um, the more you'll be able to deal with fear, anxiety, stress, paranoia, etc. And be able to overcome all sorts of stress. I mean, if this woman who was raped by her father can do it, I... It's hard to find something something worse than that.